Are the Celtics in the midst of a turnaround? The numbers say they might be. I'm going to talk about it right now on a Tuesday Locked On Celtics. Billy, let's go. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you so much for making this show part of your daily routine. Wherever you're going right now, however you're listening to me, I really do appreciate that you've taken me along with you. Thank you very, very much. I hope I'm making your day just a tiny bit better, and I think it might after you see and hear the numbers that I've got coming up. Uh, In segment one, Jason Tatum, who won Player of the Week, uh, is really ramping up the efficiency. I'm going to give you some numbers that show you exactly what he's doing. Second segment will be overall Celtics numbers. You're going to love those too. And then a look at the Blazers, the uh, Tuesday night opponent, and how the Celtics can win this game and maybe give themselves a chance to win all three games on this road trip, which would be amazing. I'm not saying they will, but they can. So that's going to come up in the third segment. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week. I generally do these on Fridays to get into the action. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, and I'll send out a notification. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So Jason Tatum, player of the week, second time this season, had put up uh, great numbers. He had uh, 31.5 points over the past week, uh, best in the conference, 48.8% shooting, just about 39% from three, eight and a half rebounds, 3.8 assists. That was just uh, a, a great week. And he it, it put up 53. Now I realize uh, when somebody called me out on Twitter for it, that in, in yesterday's podcast, I was so hyped up over this win over Denver that I completely forgot to get into the 53 points that he scored uh, against Minnesota. <laughs> so uh, I'll work that into some of this. Uh, but in the, in the, uh, last three games, he put up at least 25 points, 10 rebounds. That's the longest such streak by a Celtic since Paul Pierce did it in 2003. Good company. He did something, uh, that 53 point game was the, uh, the youngest, he was the youngest in Celtics history to do that, uh, beating out Larry Bird by a couple years. Now, uh, Larry Bird was 23 year old, years old as a rookie. The cool part of it was that Jason Tatum and Larry Bird did this same thing. They each scored 53 points right around the same time in their careers. He Tatum did it in uh, April of his fourth year. Larry Bird, 53 points in March of his fourth season. So it was very, very close. And to have it be exactly 53, I mean, that was that was very close. Uh, so nice, nice, nice for Jason Tatum to be in that, that conversation, mentioned with Larry Bird, now mentioned with Paul Pierce. Kind of good company, I would say. And the big thing that stands out and, and why 
he was able to get the 53 against Minnesota. Well, part of why he got the 53 was because he got to the line, which that's not something that he's done a ton of. But he got to the line a bunch there. Uh, what was it, 16 free throws in that game? Which he never does. Like he, Every once in a while, he'll pop off and get those. But he's been attacking a lot lately, and so if he keeps attacking the way he's been attacking, we might see him pick up some bigger games. He had eight free throws against Denver. If he continues this, continues to attack, and it'll be interesting to see what he does against the Blazers because if Nurkic is in the game, it's going to be tougher. But if he gets in there against non-Nurkic lineups, then maybe he'll get some chances. Maybe he'll get some chances up against Ennis Cantor, and and that, that can certainly get him some trips to the line for sure. Now, when I say he's been attacking... He certainly has been attacking. Now, I'm, I'm, I've written a piece that will be published on Boston Sports Journal that uh, is... I, I didn't do my normal introductions, by the way. I'm John Corrales. <laughs> I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, this is a Monday through Friday podcast, and also buy my book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'm so pumped up to get into these, these numbers, I totally forgot to introduce myself. Yeah, I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I wrote a piece on Boston Sports Journal, so if you're not subscribed, use the promo code Corrales. You get five bucks the annual off the annual subscription. That's like less than three bucks a month. So, in the morning, on Tuesday morning, a piece on Jason Tatum's efficiency will go up, and it, it highlights some of these numbers, but I'll share some of the numbers with you, and you can read that piece for more of, of the overall numbers. But, Jason Tatum... Before the All-Star break, was taking 21% of his shots in the restricted area. And he shot 62% on those shots. Since the All-Star break, he's taking 27% of his shots in the restricted area. And shooting 73.5% on those shots. So, before the All-Star break, he was averaging 5.5 points a game at the rim. Basically at the rim. Now he's averaging, in, since the All-Star break, 8 points per game at the rim. In April, in the last three games, I should say, in the three wins, 16 shots in the restricted area. 13 of 16 for 81%. 16 of 19 within five feet of the rim. So some of those where he gets close but not quite the restricted area and does one of those little flick floater things. 16 of 19 if you include those. So he's three of three, basically, (laughs) in those shots. Uh... Within five feet. So Tatum is getting himself to the rim. And the Celtics as a whole are getting themselves to the rim. Now, I'm not going to give away everything that I wrote in my piece because I still want you to read it. But this does continue an overall trend from the Celtics. And I think what happened is the All-Star break happened. And since the All-Star break, the Celtics have seen an uptick in all of their shooting Everybody's true shooting percentages uh, that handles the ball uh, a lot, all the high usage guys, except for Kemba. Kemba's pretty much steady. The other guys have seen spikes in their true shooting percentages, and April has been big uh, since the trade deadline. These guys are operating at, at peak efficiency. Now, was Daniel Tice the problem? No. But you know what was the problem? having three bigs on this roster and Brad Stevens feeling the need to play all three because he wasn't going to sit 
Daniel Tice. We know that. And we all know that Robert Williams deserved minutes. And he sure as hell wasn't going to sit the guy that they just signed. So Brad Stevens was in a bad place. And you could have said, hey, no, just sit Tristan Thompson. Like, no, you cannot, you cannot just sign a guy, hard cap yourself, and give him $9 million and then be like, sit down, do not play, thank you. But what they did was they, they cleaned up. Before the All-Star break we were talking about, before the trade deadline, we were talking about how the Celtics needed to clean up that, that center rotation. And if they moved one of their centers, then we would have like a normal rotation. And wouldn't you know it, they did. And that's why their their post-trade deadline numbers are so good. That's why their, their post-All-Star break numbers are so good because Tristan Thompson was out with COVID for most of that. The Celtics were running four ball handlers, four shooters out there with one big. They were playing their, their old style with the high pick and roll or the dribble handoff in the high post, like those plays. And they were moving, they're cutting, their assists have gone up, all of that stuff. Tatum has really stepped it up. Tatum's efficiency, Tatum getting to the rim, Tatum getting to the line has really helped fuel this little run. The Celtics are better, shockingly, when Jason Tatum is playing well. It's pretty simple. And him getting to the rim is has been a huge key. It's why he dropped 53 on Minnesota. The overall getting to the rim is why the Celtics are able to fight in these games. Now, have they really turned it around? You look, they've won seven of seven of ten, and they have a good chance to extend that. But the things that are different is uh, are they, they they haven't let those deficits grow quite as much as they they had earlier in the season. They haven't had the lapses last quite as long. The runs that they've been making have been bigger. So if the Celtics can just look at these numbers and say, hey, when we have the opportunity to attack, we need to attack. Getting to the rim has to be the priority. And like I've said before, getting to the rim and kicking out for a three is fine because teams want to take away your, your shots at the rim. Getting in the paint and collapsing the defense and kicking out for three is fine. These don't all have to result in shots at the rim, but they have been more often recently, especially for Jason Tatum, and it's paying off big time. Now, the other numbers I'm going to show you after the break or tell you after the break have the Celtics really uh, looking good, especially their defense, which has not been good this year. So, But it's getting better, and that's next. Locker Room has proudly sponsored this podcast. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders, all in real time about your favorite team, your favorite sport. It doesn't just have to be me with the Locked On Celtics podcast. I'm going to be doing it once a week. I have been doing it once a week. And if you've been listening, you uh, can you know that people come up and share their opinions couple of them are real like I mean it's really fun I have a lot of fun doing these they normally last somewhere around 45 minutes to an hour because the conversations are just fun 
So it's a perfect place to start the conversation about the Celtics, about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room. They're, they do watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns. Uh, of course, reacting to big news or whatever rumors that there are out there. Uh, you have a chance to chat with me, like I said. You might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Celtics podcast because I do have uh, recordings of these, and every once in a while, I'll be using them on the podcast. So make sure you're joining me this week. I'll be hosting a room this week. I'll make sure that you guys know which day. Uh, maybe I'll try to do it a, a little before Friday and have you featured on this podcast. Put a uh, Put a locker room segment on this show. So go download the free Locker Room app right now. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group for the latest updates. Follow me at John Corrales to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, like I said, we plan to do one this week. Follow me there. Follow me on Twitter. I'll announce it there as well. Reds Army underscore John. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Celtics. See you there. Locker Room changing the way we talk about sports. Rock Auto has been changing the way we talk about buying stuff for your car. I have been told multiple times now about people going to Rock Auto and saving a bunch of money because that's what Rock Auto does. They don't change their prices based on if you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. Their prices are the same. They don't change them based on what the market will bear. You go, you see what they've got. They've got a big, long... Uh, extensive catalog, not just what's sitting on the shelves at whatever chain store that you're going to go to. Don't bother driving there, talking to the person behind the counter, telling that person all the same things that you're just going to enter into rockauto.com yourself, and then having that person go to a shelf and just pick off whatever they have and say, here. That doesn't make any sense. Rock Auto is a family business that's been doing this for 20 years. So whether it's a complicated part, whether you know what you're doing under the hood, or whether you're like me and you just want to change some wipers, get a new floor mat, whatever it is, you can find it at rockauto.com. When you go there and you buy something, and I'm pretty sure you will, write locked on in their here. How did you hear about us box? That's how they know we sent you. Please write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. You get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes on the Locked On Today podcast. If you haven't checked it out, Peter Bukowski keeps you updated on all the big news with all of our Locked On Network local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing with our look at the stat sheet, uh, the Celtics have uh, have looked pretty good, taking advantage of some of the the situation out there. Teams were shorthanded or teams on in bad stretches. This is a you know the league is going through something this year, and the Celtics have not been able to take advantage of things so far uh, up until this recent stretch. Uh, Post All Star game. The Celtics have really, really ramped up their uh, statistical outputs. Uh, before the All-Star break, their offensive rating and defensive rating were terrible. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. Post-All-Star, they are 8th in offensive rating and 11th 
in defensive rating. So offensive rating is 114.8. They're scoring 114.8 points per 100 possessions. Defensive rating, they're giving up 110.9 per 100 possessions. That's a net rating of 3.9. That's ninth in the league. Um, The Celtics are, in April, uh, a bit better than that. (laughs) Their offensive rating is 116.2 in April. Uh, That is seventh in the league. Their defensive rating is 105.3. That's fifth in the league. So now they have a top 10 offense and defense this month, top five defense this month. Only seven games this month, six games in April. So it's a small sample, and I don't want to go too crazy, but small sample size in April – so far, the Celtics have found their way to a 7th overall offensive rating, 5th overall defensive rating, and their 10.9 net rating is 3rd in the NBA. So they are, in April, winning by basically the 3rd highest margin per 100 possessions. Uh, if you look, like I said before, uh, the, the pre-All-Star, let's just compare it to the pre-All-Star uh, numbers. The Celtics' offensive rating was all the way down to 12 at 112.6. So they're almost, they're about five and a half points better uh, offensively. Their defensive number was just gross. Uh, they were 111.7, 16th. So they are about five and a half points better defensively. So that adds up. I mean, works out pretty nicely because their net rating was 0.9, and now their net rating is 10.9. So five-point swing up on offense, five-point swing down on defense, and they are now 10 points better per 100 possessions. The defense has really stepped up. Pre-All-Star, their defense in the restricted area, teams were averaging uh, 66.9% against the Celtics pre-All-Star that was 24th. Post-All-Star, opposing field goal percentage is 63.8. That's 11th. So they've climbed 17, uh, no, 13 spots in uh, the rankings. Uh, look, the Celtics have, have been able to play a little bit better defensively. Why? Robert Williams has helped a bit. I mean, he's, he's helped erase things. I think the Celtics have been communicating better. Uh, defensively, I think we've seen the the number of back-to-backs slowly kind of lessen. Uh, they've gotten Marcus Smart back. That has helped. Guys have been playing in their more natural positions. Uh, Grant Williams, like we saw against Denver, he's been able to play a more natural position. You get Romeo Langford back for a few games here. You get Tristan Thompson back for a few games here. With guys being able to play more natural positions and guys being able to, uh, you know, you start to phase out maybe some of the the guys maybe you've been asked to do too much, that changes the dynamic here. So what are we looking at? I I, I throw a lot of numbers out there. Is this a turnaround? Is this an official, like, we can look at this spot and say, this is a honest to goodness, the Celtics are turning things around and we feel good about where this team is going. I, 
I do. I do feel good. I mean, you knew I was going to say I felt good. Um, I, I just, the Celtics are starting to peak at the right time. And I think that these, it's not just that they're playing bad teams. They've played some decent teams. The Knicks are a decent team. You know, uh, the Timberwolves are a bad team, but they're playing for the first time with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns together. And their talent has is upgraded. They haven't been able to play with either of those guys for a long time. Those guys do make the Timberwolves better. Like, rewind preseason, the Timberwolves weren't supposed to be this bad. right? No one's picking them to be the worst team in the league preseason. So that that does explain a little bit of, of what went on there. Of course, they didn't play well, and they needed Jason Tatum to, to put up 53, but they did hold up and, and win that game. They beat Denver, and I will say that Denver, as I record this, is losing to Golden State. And after their their big winning streak, it looks like they have a little bit of a lull here. But they're they're at the end of a stretch of I think it was five games and seven nights. So they've hit a rough patch here. Shockingly, when teams play too many games, the end of that they start to look bad. So I think Denver, the Celtics caught Denver at the right time as well. And so the Celtics are sitting here. At 28-26, still just one game. They're perpetually one game out of the fourth seed. But I think they are in a spot where they, they can climb. And I think that they can overtake the Atlanta Hawks. I don't fully believe in the Atlanta Hawks to hold on to that fourth seed. I think the Celtics can kind of separate themselves a little bit. I do think that there's a turnaround happening here. The Celtics' offense is playing better. The Celtics' defense is improving. They're starting to put it together a little bit with some help, with some health, I should say, with some continuity that they're getting here. They're actually able to step it up. You know, uh, and I, I, I think that this Portland game has a, a real chance at being a, a, a positive outcome for the Celtics. I'm going to talk about that when when we come back here. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever it is that you want to bet on, baseball is going on, NBA obviously is going on, hockey, international sports. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props and just about everything that you can imagine. So head on over to betonline.ag, whether you're on the web, whether you're on your mobile device, Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Make sure you're using that promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. As the NBA season winds down, the uh, draft is uh, the next big thing after the playoffs are are done here. And you want to get up to date on everything NBA draft, you need the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. They've got scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, everything you need from credentialed draft experts Four days a week, follow Locked on NBA Draft 
on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Boston Celtics heading into Portland for a game Tuesday night. This is the potentially, I, I feel like the Celtics have a really good shot at, at winning this game. Uh, the Blazers are in a little bit of a funk. If you look at their last uh, their last few games, they've lost three of four. It's not been particularly close. Uh, they lost to the Clippers by 17. They lost to the Jazz by 19. They did beat Detroit, but they just lost to Miami. And that game, it, it was a nine-point game, but it was not that that close. Uh, and, and really, I think it, it's pretty clear, obviously. That they go as Damian Lillard goes. When Damian Lillard was was hot and playing great and winning these ridiculous games with you know Dame time and all of that, then he they're they're really tough. They're really tough to beat because he just always wills them to to wins. But if you look at them, their their point differential they have a negative point differential on the season. They they when they lose they lose big. And when they win, it's basically Damian Lillard willing them to close wins. They have a ridiculous record in close games. Uh, Damian Lillard in clutch situations is is shooting uh, uh, numbers that are so ridiculous. I heard him on the Low Post podcast. I, I didn't write them down, but it was just a a <laughs> the number the numbers were like laughably good when when Zach was reading them I was like Jesus Christ but Dame has has kind of tailed off a little bit uh in April he's averaging 20 points per game which is look when he was averaging almost 30 in March 30.2 in February, 31 and a half in January. So he's down to 20, which is normal. He's shooting 38%, still 37% from three, still dangerous from three. So they, they've got to be careful. But his true shooting percentage is by a wide margin, it's worst this season, month to month. It's dropped 10% true shooting from March to April. He's He's really struggling right now. And he's really kind of unable to fully carry the the Blazers. And the Celtics need to make sure that the, they are able to continue to hold Damian Lillard to normal numbers, human numbers, right? Not stupid numbers that he's been putting up. If the Celtics aren't careful, they need they they risk. Damian Lillard going off. So basically they just need to sell out and don't let Lillard get going. It's an anybody but Lillard situation. Like Marcus Smart, get on Dame, no fouls, double of him if you have to, get the ball out of his hands, frustrate him, and and let's see what they can do. Because I don't think they can do much without Lillard. He's just, that's just not how that team is constructed right now. They're they're not gonna. I don't think, and if it's possible that they they will, but I just don't think that they're going to uh, be able to put up enough with the rest of their guys to to overcome if you're if the, you are able to take away Lillard. 
Uh, obviously, CJ McCollum is dangerous. Norm Powell is dangerous, but the the bench doesn't have enough firepower. The rest of this team does not have enough firepower to really go off. So I think that this is a, a real potential for for a win here. On top of it, Yusuf Nurkic is is working his way back. He is basically he's not playing on back to backs. Uh, he played against Miami. He's not playing more than like 22 minutes. When Nurkic is in there, I mean, right now, I think he, he's vulnerable, but Nurkic makes them a much better de- defensive team. They're not a good defensive team. They're at the bottom of the NBA in defensive rating. And when you bring in Ennis Cantor, obviously one of the weaknesses the Celtics have is giving up offensive rebounds. They have to keep Ennis Cantor off the boards. You do not want to have him kill you on the offensive rebounds. That would be kind of devastating for the Celtics to watch Ennis Cantor crush them on offensive rebounds. So that is a weakness the Celtics have that they have to address and make sure they get a body on Cantor. Gotta check Cantor. But you also have to attack him. Like the Celtics should be, when Cantor's out there, just blasting pick and rolls. And, you know, this is where maybe you want to match up Robert Williams against Ennis Cantor. Maybe you want to match up uh, the, the stronger Tristan Thompson on Nurkic, which means maybe you want to start Tristan Thompson in this game. And you bring in Robert Williams to match up against Ennis Cantor because Ennis Cantor can't guard pick and rolls. And if you have Robert Williams up there rolling hard, Cantor will never be able to handle that. Never, ever. Now, of course, maybe not. Maybe you start Rob and it doesn't matter who you put pick and roll, you know, put in uh, the pick and roll there because Tristan Thompson can set the pick and Cantor's not going to be able to guard anybody either. So that, that might also be true. And the counter argument, as I think this through, is, hey, you want to keep the stronger guy to keep Cantor off the boards, so maybe you, tra- you, you match up Tristan Thompson on Ennis Cantor. I can see it go both ways. So, But however it is, it's pick and rolls on Cantor all the time. Attack that matchup. Whenever he's on the floor, just crush that matchup. Celtics can win this game. Celtics can win this game. And then against the Lakers, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but no LeBron, no AD. So the Celtics, I I said this yesterday. I thought this was going to be a road trip where it was like, geez. When I looked at that schedule the first time around, I was like, well, those are three losses. And that's why I put so much emphasis on that homestand. And it turns around, it turns out that you can flip that around. That the homestand was four and three, and I was like, eh. But they could win three in a row on the road. They took care of the hard part. You've got a vulnerable Blazers team and a vulnerable Lakers team. You might just have it here. You might have those three straight wins. That changes the entire dynamic of this month. Instead of now, they could win. They've won seven out of 10. They could win 10 out of 13. And then coming back, they've got the Warriors on Saturday night. Where I'm watching the Warriors. There's, they're up 12 as I'm talking right now, but the Warriors are going to be a, a an interesting team to face. I think the Celtics can win that game. Chicago's an interesting team. Uh, they're not exactly 
flying high <laughs> right now. Phoenix will be tough. That Phoenix-Brooklyn back-to-back is going to be a real challenge. But then Charlotte, OKC, Charlotte, San Antonio, winnable games. April could end up being a big month for the Celtics. Could be. It's right there for them. They got to go get it. Got to keep doing what they're doing, attacking, playing that defense, taking advantage of their strengths. We'll see. So I'll be back well, well into the night after the Celtics Blazers game. And that thing starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. So I don't know when this podcast is going to drop, but it'll drop after the game. So make sure you're subscribed uh, and you'll get it directly to your device. Hey, by the way, uh, make sure you're supporting a local uh, Celtics fan who's created Crack Hot Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Hot Sauce. It's an Irish word. Sounds like crack, but it's uh, it's a great hot sauce. It's made in Lowell, locally sourced ingredients by a Celtics season ticket holder. Go to cracksauce.com, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com. Use the code Celtics. You're going to get 10% off a four-bottle pack. Definitely worth it. I've had this stuff. It's delicious. It's not just hot sauce. It's got flavor to it that can enhance your your meals, and, and these four different flavors are great. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. All of you regular listeners, if you haven't given a five-star rating or a good written review, please do so. I really appreciate that. And share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.